Welcome back, guys. It is Encounter with God time. You're with the Triple L team this morning with Lyle Lawson and Liam. You. And we are about to have an amazing Bible study. Uh, just to break up the L's, we have Brenton Lowe here, who is a literature evangelist, and he's hanging in for the Bible study as well. He was here for the interview. And just before we get into this uh, particular section, just to remind you all, if you're interested in some of the books that um, Brenton was talking about, if you would like to purchase some of those or arrange somebody to bring them past your house to see them, then livingwellresources.tv is the place to go, livingwellresources.tv. TV. So head on over there and uh, there'll be uh, just some amazing books available right there. Perfect. Well, Encounter with God. Psalms 119 verse oh, 105. A classic. It is. It's one that you kind of, most people kind of almost know it off by, well, not most, but most Christians, I reckon, kind of almost know this one off by heart. In fact, if I was to give you the first two words to it, I reckon you could probably finish the first, the, the most significant line. Thy word is oh, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A classic. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> Scripture songs here on uh, songs on Faith FM this morning, and uh, there's a reason why Lawson did that and why Lyle will never do that. <laughs> Okay, we're looking at symbols of God's word today. Mm. Uh, and in this particular verse, in fact, here's what, the, here's what our Bible study guide gives to us for today. It gives us four verses, mm-hmm. and it tells us to find five symbols of the Bible mm-hmm. in those four verses. I found six. Oh, <laughs> wow. Putting in the work. I found six. So I think there's six here. All right, what have we got from Psalms 119? So firstly, we have lamp. Yes. Right? Um, and also guide. There are seven! Yep. I didn't have guide. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to add that one to my list. All right. All right. Okay, so follow along with us, guys, uh, providing you're not in the car or in a workshop. But if you're somewhere where you can, grab your Bible, follow along with us. <laughs> and if you find some symbols for the Bible that we have missed within these verses that we're going to read, then what I need you to do is to, um, yeah, give us a call, send us a text message, whatever it might be. Let us know, and we'll see if we can uh, find some more. So, so okay, so the lamp is the obvious one. Yeah. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. And also light as well. Okay, that was the that was the extra one that I had in there was the word yeah. light. Yeah. So there's a couple of extra ones in some of these verses, and I'm not sure which one the study guide was telling us to find as extra ones. But we are up to seven so far. Let's talk about a lamp for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's ha- let, let's have a description of a lamp. A lamp is not something that we generally use today in uh, what they would historically consider to be a lamp. And so when um, the psalmist writes about the lamp in those days, what was in his mind? He was thinking of like an an oil lamp, right? Yes. Yeah. An oil lamp. Okay. So the Bible says here that the word of God is like a lamp. Will a lamp on its own provide light? No. Okay, so you've got to do what 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 are you gonna what are you gonna to have to provide light there? So you gotta gotta put some oil in it, firstly. Absolutely. And in the Bible, oil is a symbol of what? The Holy Spirit. 
Ah, okay. So the word is a lamp. Mm -hmm. Then you add some Holy Spirit to the word, and now you can have light. Light. Mm -hmm. And you've also got to have a source of ignition. Yes. You've got to ignite that. And, of course, that comes from uh, the Holy Spirit as well. So the Holy mm. Spirit is your source of ignition and it gives you light. But the, th- the long and the short is you've got to have both these working together, don't you? Mm, 100%. Yes. <laughs> now, when the Word of God is a lamp, you add the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. those two combine together. So now you've got the written Word mm-hmm. with the living Word. Mm-hmm. You've now got light and you've now got guidance. And so you've got a guide. Oh, man, I'm just thinking the Bible verses. Let me go to the Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. And let's read a very famous verse over here in the Gospel of John. I think it's about John 14. Let's try that. Let's see what it says in John 14. No, that's not the one I'm after. I was just going to say, Lyle. I was going to go for John 14, 26. But, yeah, you're going to say? I was going to say, when you talk about the ignition, I feel like that's not the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. I feel I'm, like, keen for, I'm keen for ideas here. So so we have the the lamp, which yep. is the word, and then the uh-huh. oil, which is the Holy Spirit. I feel like the ignition is kind of personal choice. Well, we, we could... Um, oh, this is interesting. In, in, instead of the lamp, of course, um, seeing as you're here, Lawson, we could go with, um, we could go with the cylinder. Okay. And the petrol. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because we got the and, uh-huh. and and then you have the spark plug and you have life. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. See, when Lawson comes on, we can we can talk about these things. Oh yeah. We, oh, can, it's we great. can make it real. I love it. It's all right. more about it. So you got a cylinder. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You've got you've got fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You got spark. Mm. And the thing comes to life. And then what do you do, Lawson? It will. It explodes. It makes noise. It does. It goes bang. It goes brum. The best kind of noise ever. <laughs> well, that. Oh man, let's just. Okay, okay, let's. I, I don't want Lawson's, to go too deep with this, a, with this application. A, Lawson's building a sermon right here. Oh man. Well, because it's like okay. So what you know, our 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 control right is like you know when we have a combustion engine is that we introduce you know for a bigger explosion we introduce um, you know more throttle which opens up to more fuel and more spark, which then, like, once that... More air. More air, and then the cylinder um, makes a bigger bang. So, yeah, I was we're, just going to... We're building an, a modern object lesson on the fly on here the this fly. This is cool, but uh, it's just, like... It's just something I've been thinking a lot about lately. I've been studying through the Bible. It's the whole idea of personal choice um, that God gives us. And when it comes to, like, this ignition, this spark... Um, Oh man, I just feel like there there is something to be said about like our choice to submit to God. Yes. And to like he gives us all the ingredients. He gives us everything we need. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the gift of the word of God. But it's like then it's our choice to say, Okay, well, yes, I want this. And it's like, you know, it's like, man, how can I be willing? But then the whole idea of, man, we can pray to be made willing we can be willing to be made willing so yeah i think there's just really um it's really it's really awesome like how we personally can make a decision to have that journey with god and he'll provide everything oh, i i think that's really powerful okay that's super cool think about think about it this way for those of you who are just like what on what on earth are lawson and lyle talking about uh when you have a when you get in your car in the morning 
and you turn the key, what you are doing is you are introducing spark into the engine. Okay? That's what you do when you turn the key, right? Yes. Now, all of the ingredients for power are just sitting there. Mm. Dormant. Yes. Idle. Yes. Doing nothing. You have a tank full of fuel. You have an engine perfectly designed to burn that fuel. Mm -hmm. And nothing is happening and nothing will happen until you turn the key and introduce spark. Mm. That is your personal decision. Yes. Because God will never force you to turn the key. This just takes my mind to the verse in Philippians, you know, um, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, which has been such a, I think for, for some Christians can be quite a problem verse because they, they're like, work out my own salvation. Isn't that God's job? Like, but no, the, the simple thing that God is communicating is like, you have the ability to choose and I've blessed you with that. And yeah, I love that illustration, turning the key. Because um, okay, when you preach this sermon, Lawson, I want to be there. I want to see it illustrated. <laughs> I want to see it illustrated in power in PowerPoint with a super bike. Yeah, okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just 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 give me an invite because this this works. Yeah. Oh man. And then yeah, I can spend most of my sermon doing not most of my sermon, but a fair portion of my sermon. I'll do like a full explanation of how a combustion engine works, and you'll, and you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So good. Maybe we do this for a uh, a men's retreat sometime. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, we not should... all guys are into not all guys into cars though. But they should be. That's right. Like, like it's fine that they're not, but it's like, what is there not to get into cars? Like, yeah. And all the guys that are into computers right now are going, "What are these guys talking about? Why aren't they into computers? All guys should be into computers." But anyway, <laughs> whatever. Lawson and I speak a common language right here, which is super cool. We have a bunch more verses we do need to get through. Yes, hundred uh, percent. There are three symbols right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did talk about the Holy Spirit, sorry, the Word of God being a guide. Mm. And the Bible says in John chapter 16, verse 13, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide, guide. you mm. into all truth. So you have a lamp, you have fire, you have, um, you have a, the, the fuel all combined together to produce a mm. living experience with God. Yes. Okay, so Brenton's still sitting here in the uh, studio with us. Uh, Brenton, I'm wondering whether you can uh, go to Jeremiah chapter 23. Have you got a Bible there? Can someone pass Brenton a Bible? Yeah. He's here with us, so let's um, let's make him a part of our, our Bible study today. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 29, where we're going to be introduced to another symbol of the Word of God. All right, so... Uh, and, and and Brendan's just going for the electronic Bible. You can you can always tell tell those people that uh, prefer electronic Bibles over paper ones. I don't think it's the electronic because you know we're talking about to a literature evangelist here. I think he's just rejecting the translation. Ah, oh, <laughs> there you go. The NLT is uh, out the window. Let's see which one he comes up with. I, my, I, I'm going to go with the KJV. What do you say? Yeah, I reckon he looks right. like that kind of guy. All right. uh, New King James Version. Oh, New Ooh, King James. Yeah, New King James. What, 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 what are we, you've got NLT, which is the studio Bible. What's the other one? What are you, what's your this normal? is my New King James. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm the only one here who actually has the uh, authentic oh. 1611. <laughs> it's actually, it's not a 1611, but it is a King James Version. <laughs> Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah 23, sorry, verse 29. Jeremiah 23, verse 29. All right. You got it there? Uh, yes, it's not as quick as the other. 23. 
29. Go for it. Okay, here we go. See, if we, if I, I reckon if I'd have done this on paper, I'd be there. But anyway. <laughs> it, it's, it's not my word. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Okay. Mm. What is the symbol of God's word right here? Mm. Well, firstly, it says it burns like fire. All right. So our first symbol is fire. Mm -hmm. But then it says, is it not like a mighty hammer? (laughs) I love that. Breaks rocks into pieces. You know, my mind just goes to like one of those massive square medieval hammers that like, you know, the ones you hold with two hands is just just smashing rocks. That's epic. My 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 mind just went to a uh, a massive excavator in a rock cutting, just hammering away with a jackhammer. Oh, punishment machine. It's just like when you want to get every bone of your of your body rattled for eight hours in a day, go and drive one of those. <laughs> But at the same time, they are fun to operate. Mm. There is a distinct sense of power when you've got a massive <laughs> rock in front of you and you are just smashing the thing. Man, this is the testosterone morning show. It is. It is. <laughs> what is going on? Anyway, um, all right, so here's a question for you guys. How is the word of God like a hammer? Ooh. Isn't a hammer a destructive device? Mm-hmm. I mean, both you and I went immediately to destructive devices. Yes. You have any thoughts on that, Brendan? Well, you see, I, I, I was a farmer once. Yes. So I've used a few hammers. And, you were and, done. you know, hammers can break things, but hammers can also make things. Mm. And they can Ooh. mend. And we would use hammers all the time to fix things, like, the old, saying, the old saying that when something is broken, you're not using a big enough... If it's, if it's not fixed yet, you're not using a big enough hammer. Exactly. <laughs> you want to say the combine? Yes, yeah. So we'd be, uh, we'd be out there. That was our main tool. We'd always carry a hammer and a pair of pliers Classic. and a screwdriver. Um, yeah, you know this guy's a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you know, um, a hammer... Is about fixing things. Mm. I like that. Oh, I but like that, that, like, because hammers, that you know, one of the purposes is destruction, as we as we noted before. But that destruction is always from the purpose of creating and fixing and. and All right. So, in, in the example that I was using of a jackhammer in a cutting, mm. that's being used to create something. Yes. For Brenton's example of the hammer being used to fix the combine, Mm. then it's being used to fix something. So a hammer creates, Mm. a hammer fixes. Mm -hmm. Let's let's, let's think about that in the context of the Word of God. Uh, Is the Word of God creative? Yeah. And does the Word of God fix things? Definitely. I mean, that's what the Word of God, you know, for us as broken human beings is all about. Mm. Isn't that so? Okay, why don't you hold that thought? Uh, We've got uh, more to talk about in relationship to um, the hammer and the word of God and the fire and the word of God. Right now, Liam is on the money. This is Amy Grant with Thy Word.
Listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, where are we up to? We had the hammer, we had the fire. Uh, we talked about the fire a little bit already. Let's look at another one. Let's go to Luke chapter eight and verse eleven. Luke eight and verse eleven. Right. Let's see what this one has to say, Lawson. What do you got for us there? Luke 8 and verse 11, the Bible says, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the is God's word. Okay, so, Brendan, you're a farmer. You've uh, worked on combine harvesters and so forth. The seed as the word. What's your thoughts on that one? How does the seed become a symbol of the word, do you think? You plant things and watch them grow? Yeah, that's an interesting thought, you know, um, because a seed has to be... Buried and needs to yes. die. Oh yes, before it comes to life. And that's cool. And it's the rain. There's a lot of symbolism in there. Uh huh. That's that's super cool right there. Um, these guys in the background. Uh, I think I made a, a a boo-boo here a minute ago. But anyway, 
on. But whoever it was that texted in with that text message, uh, well done, great text message. Yeah, cheers. <clears throat> um, okay, but anyway, moving on. Let's, let's, let's come back to this. So the seed as the word of God. Now, there's a great illustration in what you've just said in the experience that we go through mm. as Christians because we die, mm-hmm. get buried, and come back to life. And it's the word of God working within us that causes us to die, be buried, and come back to life. Mm. Because the reality is you can't die by yourself, can you? You know, in the Bible, the Bible says, you know, Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Anybody ever committed suicide by crucifixion? No. No. <laughs> no, no, definitely. no, no one actually, has ever committed suicide by crucifixion. That's right, that because is, it's impossible. Yeah. When Paul talks about death to self, he talks about a method of death wow. that is impossible to do by wow. suicide. Powerful. So how does that death take place? It takes place by the Word of God. Mm. It's the Word of God that brings about that within us. Mm. He could have chosen any method of death. But that one, you know, I mean, you can get halfway there, but you're never going to get all the way there. It's just not going to happen. I loved your um, illustration with the rain as well, because I feel like after that death, after that experience, then it's um, rain in the Bible is always a symbol of like blessing and godly intervention. Blessing, cleansing, healing. um, Yeah, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, it's just this idea of like with godly intervention, then that's kind of what leads and guides that Christian walk that comes after it. You know, obviously you make your decision. Yes, I am crucified with Christ. But God then is continually working in our lives and continually leading our paths and um, growing us and making us more than we are by like, you know, we believe in a living God, not just an idea. So that's really powerful. Like God is the rain. God. Yeah providing everything that we need, making provision for us to grow in Him. It's awesome. Okay, there's a whole bunch of things coming in. You've got soil. Mm. You've got nutrients. So you take the Word of God, you plant the Word of God, add the rain of the Holy Spirit, add some soil, add some nutrients, you know, plant that seed of the Word of God in somebody's heart and, you know, add the Holy Spirit to that seed. Uh, that seed starts to germinate, then it starts to to, to draw in nutrients from everything that is around it, you know, mm. other Christians, other ways that God speaks to us. There's all kinds of things going on right here, isn't there? Mm. Seed as the word of God. All right, finally we will go to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Brenton, have you got that one for us? Matthew 4 and verse 4. Let's see if we can... Uh, this is a very famous passage here because this one is talking about the temptation in the wilderness. All right, what do we got? Matthew 4, verse 4. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. All right. Okay. The Bible says, Man shall not live by bread. Bread alone. But for, but by every, every word. word. Okay, so here the Bible describes the, uh, the word of God as being like what? Well, I know what you're getting at, but it kind of doesn't say it here. It says in other passages, but... I think it does say it here, but just obliquely. Yeah. So, yeah, as bread. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So man shall not live by bread alone. So if we're not going to live by earthly bread, what kind of bread do we live by? The implication is heavenly bread. Yes, 100%. Mm. All right. Then how is the how is bread a great symbol of the word of God? Oh, because we 
eat it. Like, as in, because we eat bread. And mm-hmm. it's this whole idea of, you know, eating bread, you know, um, it sustains us. And it, like, yeah, helps us to continue, um, which is something that the Word of God does also. Um, as, a, you know, as food being a, um, the great the great sustainer. Man, honestly, like, I was talking with my friends about this the other day. If I could never eat food again, I would. Because how much, like, how much time would you save? How much money would you save not eating? But this whole idea with, like... Pleasure would you miss out on though? But this is the thing: is that like we have such a high dependence on food that it's so important. Like that's why it's so important. And I feel like using the word of God as bread is the same thing. It's like it underscores its incredible importance to our life. Um, but then, furthermore, it's like as you said, without you know, it brings so much pleasure, so much joy, so much happiness. If we didn't have to rely on the word of God, I feel like we would just. Like if we didn't have to rely on God, we would just. And I've I've previously, um, and I'm sure we've all been through seasons of time not relying on God, and they're miserable. Not relying on God is the worst. Like relying on myself, what do I have to offer? Nothing. But relying on God, relying on the you know the Word of God is the best because then you know God is awesome. 